origin. That guy was a Mormon before Mormons, though. Dude, true. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, like his, I know his, you're trying to score points God, with like... Trent. You're trying to score points with Trent. So you're clarifying <laughs> no, all no, these nitpicking no, little not, crap. Like we, there is no Western culture without the Roman Catholic Church. Such as the dozens of spiritual wives he had. Look at that chick at the bottom right. That's not a blessing. Seriously. That's a oh, duty. Why did I not see that coming? So we love our Catholic brothers. And to be honest, these cats, they're cool, man. So this is an analysis, not a debunking or a debate. I was yeah. going to say exactly what you just said. This is a logical fallacy. But this really is bad. an atheist argument. For example, here's a big difference with, with Mormonism and Christianity. Who Maybe if that? the Catholics hadn't burned the codices, we would be having this Pints <laughs> with Aquinas episode, all right? Interesting is I had no clue if you were to combine Kirk Cameron and Adam Sandler, you would get a Catholic apologist. Adam <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sandler. Spot on, oh, though. Huh? That was yeah. probably yeah. your yeah. best one yet. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ward Radio. I'm your host, Cardinalis. I'm joined in the studio by Quaku L, Jonah Barnes, Brittany the Shadow, and via the Zoom machine, Luke Hansen of the Cougar Chronicle, also known as Link Master Luke, who's brought us links today of what, Luke? I believe it was Trent Horn. You've got another- We've got Catholic apologist Trent Horn. Is he another bestie of yours, like Mike Winger, who's totally anti-Mormon and you're going to fanboy a little bit? Or uh, is he I'm actually- chasing him. Yeah. Oh, does he have actually got a couple good... plates spinning all at once? Yeah. Pots <laughs> <laughs> on the burner. <laughs> or does he actually have? Uh, or does he actually have good arguments? You know. Um, all right. So here's the thing. On this channel, you guys have dealt with anti-Mormons, ex-Mormon people, RFM, Bill Real, John Delin. We've yeah. dealt with um, people who've less Mormonism for biblical Christianity, Lynn Wilder. We've dealt with <laughs> evangelical pastors like Mike Winger and that youth pastor. I don't know if we've, oh, um, I forget the Calvinist, Jeff Durbin, James White, but we have yet to do a Catholic apologist. Oh. Here's the thing about Catholic apologists. They seem much better. Yeah, I was about to say we love our Catholic brothers and sisters. Yeah, usually usually Catholics don't have beef. They're cool guys. They get along with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Um, so uh, Trent Horn, he's great. His YouTube channel is called The Council of Trent. Like Trent giving oh, counsel. Oh, I see. It's a play on Council uh, of Trent. No, he used to be a member and then converted to Catholicism. If mm. I remember correctly, right? Okay. No, I think he was always Catholic or converted to Catholicism. Interesting. But he, he has great debunks of Mike Winger. He has debunks of Jeff Durbin, James White. Like, you should check them out. They're, they're great stuff. He has okay. great stuff debunking Sola Scriptura. The guy knows how to argue about abortion. Uh, and not chemically castrating minors with sex change surgeries. Like, he's great. His Did you do a better job than the nefarious writer? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Brutal. Brutal. Remember okay. that, Kwaku. <laughs> we're so, done. Um, well, there's only two clips here that I see. Are these just the two clips that we're going to go over? Yes, yeah. yeah, so we've okay. just got two clips. So, mm-hmm. a, a, so a short, shall we call this debunk? Maybe not debunking, but a short analysis of one of our Catholic this way brothers. Slightly. Oops. A short analysis, shall we say, of one of our Catholic brothers, hmm. uh, Trent Horn, right here. Oh, he's on Pints with Aquinas. Oh, I, yeah. So I, this is I love Pints with Aquinas. This episode's okay. kind of half critiquing and half um, agreeing with Trent Horn, and okay. in this case, also Pints with Aquinas. 
All right, so here What's we go. What's that guy's name? Matt Frad, right? Matt Frad, Pints with Aquinas? I don't remember. I just know that he seems like he'd be the coolest neighbor known to man. So, um, all right. Well, besides you, Luke Hansen. So, anyway, um, yeah, no, let's Matt check Frad it out. Matt Frad would be better. Okay, let's check it out on Pints with Aquinas, Trent Horn, go. This way slightly differently about when people criticize Mormons too rashly. Right. Like I've heard people talk about their magical underwear that they wear. Oh yeah, because Catholics never wear That's special never wear special garments under it's under like, them to like, remind dude, them. It, that'd be like saying Catholics wear tea bags for some reason. Magic That's kind of what they magic look tea like. Bags. Magic tea bags. The scapular. So I don't like when we I think if if an opponent's position seems outright stupid to you, it's a it's a good chance that you haven't investigated it. To be fair to Wow, that what the Whoa. What's all this profundity? We just got Whoa. off the Whoa. we just got off the heels of Mike Winger. Wow, you know. Now I think about it, I've never heard anybody say anything negative about Pints with Aquinas. I've only ever heard it referred with glowing reviews. So that makes sense. So I was like, oh, okay, because I've never heard. Ah, did you hear what Pints with Aquinas said? Never. Okay. But I've heard it a lot about like uh uh uh, uh who the other Catholic insert guy. them all here. Wait, what other Catholic guy? I'm another not sure. Catholic there's, guy? An, there's another Catholic guy. The Pope? Pope Francis? <laughs> no, yeah. no, I, I've got... Pints with Pope Francis is an awesome People do channel. have complaints about him. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, keep going. Okay, so here we go. We're going to finish the but clip. I, th I think this... I th I'm going to kind of do a little psychoanalysis on Catholics. I think the reason why Catholics can approach it this way is they have a nuanced theology like we do. Because evangelicals, Protestants, is like, no, it's the Bible, and the Bible's the only word of God, hmm. and it's infallible, and all these things about it. And so they have to they have to get very dogmatic. But the Catholics are also dealing with, yeah, we've got some stuff in church history. Yeah, we can. Um, I don't know what they call it, develop. I think doctrine can develop outside of the Bible. Nobody's perfect. Well, and, and so they kind already of have had this more nuanced, expansive view of theology so they can afford to not be so dogmatic and black and white and or evil. And this is 100 percent good and, and be that like about well, the, the Catholics actually have something you can attack. They have an organization, they have leaders, they have history, yeah. they have a, one big organized body in theology, whereas the 60,000 or 10 million evangelical churches don't have any of that stuff. So it's like you can't you can't pin them down. Well, yeah, and also I, they've already had yeah. to contend with all the screeching harpies. What about the Crusades? What about the Crusades? <laughs> you know, it's like our idiots that are just like, what about Joseph Smith? You know, like See, these people it, it, have it, By the way, if the demon in Nefarious had acted like that, I'd watch the whole that, movie. That'd be an awesome I'd be like, all right, get yeah. the popcorn. No, <laughs> the uh, new video, Kweku. Well, the other thing is, uh, uh, you know, as as much as as I have ripped on Catholicism on this show, um, most I haven't really ripped on Catholicism as much as I've ripped on you know the the one scandal feudal policy. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah. they did preserve almost all Western literature. Mm -hmm. Like we, there is no Western culture without the Roman Catholic Church, except for that one Spanish monk that destroyed all the Mayan codices. That one kind of pissed me off. Nobody's but, you know, perfect. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Okay. They had it coming. No. You know, no, yeah, no, we no. did lose 2,000 years <laughs> worth of American indigenous history with that one. So that guy's a little bit. Uh, uh, to be fair, that was also Protestants. Protestants and Catholics together did that. But, I mean, all of our, everything we know about ancient Rome and Greece, for the <laughs> most part, the Catholics preserved. And in some instances even said, hey, pagans, look, I know there's not that many of you left. Just trust us. Give us, give us the little bit of writing you have. We actually will preserve it. You know, because if not, we know you're going to lose it in the ocean or something. <laughs> so yeah, like, it reminds me of the verses in the Book of Mormon where it says, "A Bible, a Bible. We have no more need of a Bible." And the Lord speaking to modern Christians says, 
Oh, because you love the Jews so much? Is that why? Those Jews that you hate so much, you yeah. love their books so much? Like, don't pretend like it, we're, we've been friends forever. Same thing with the Catholics. It's like, oh, you know, our, 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 our faith and soul scripture and all these things. It's like, oh, so you're grateful to your Catholic brothers and sisters for preserving that for you? Really? Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. They always talk about how, like, yes, well, Irenaeus said, and it's like, yeah, like, you're always quoting Catholic founding huh. fathers whenever yeah. you want to defend uh, or, sorry, attack anti-Mormons for not you know, interpreting history correct. Whose history are you citing? Not yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not yours. Your church didn't exist. Well, yeah, so, because I'm sorry. Like, it, if the first skull you have to start quoting is Luther, you ever notice that people don't quote Luther very often? Oh, wait, yeah. you, know, you know why? You know why? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that sounds familiar. He wrote a book, right? What was the title of that book? Oh, it was called The Jews and Their Lies. <laughs> On the Jews and Their Lies. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, that guy. Yes. But even and outside we're of, wrong. It's a children's Mormons book. are wrong. But by the way, even outside of that book, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Martin Luther's writing kind of sucks. Like, like, I'm sorry. On Goodreads, it's got a 2.5 if I were to guess. It's not that great. Like, it's not very beautiful. It's kind of like, you can tell well, he was writing it while looking outside of his window that the bad people are coming to kill him. It's kind of like choppy. That might be just the ex-Lutheran feminist woke scolds that are doing that to score points with their professors in social studies. What? Carton <laughs> has it, these things ready it bad, to go. <laughs> giving it bad reviews on Goodreads. Just because it has a 2.5. I wasn't 2. saying 5 it actually like, does. I, I, was, I was making a joke. Oh, no, I, I, I never, thought you actually no. had an experience with Martin Luther's writing on Goodreads. No, no. I've just read some Luther's. I'm like, this is this Look, guy. I'm just happy and to like, hear you read. And even John Calvin, John Calvin's writing itself is like, I am reading the writing of a narcissist. The narcissism <laughs> shines through the words. Wow. Like, wow, this is a really... But then you you know you get you get Augustine City of God go buy it. it's like five bucks at Barnes and Noble you're like all right yeah. all right I've never read that I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna or buy Aquinas. that today well, it's uh, it's Brit a mega book. or Brittany or the Shadow Origin oh Origin. the one there oh, I am comfortable quoting him <laughs> that guy was a Mormon before Mormons though dude true oh, yeah oh, man or Aquinas. Or Aquinas Pints with Aquinas so, wait wait a second so you think Aquinas here's the deal okay the best. I think it's so interesting. You say Irenaeus was a Mormon before there was Mormonism? No, Origin. Origin, origin. okay. And then who did you say? Uh, Luke? Well, I didn't say he was a Mormon, but I said Aquinas is okay, also a great Okay, you say Aquinas. You know, he's very much with us, okay. I, well, I didn't say he's with us. Come on, you get what I'm saying here, all right, bro? So, well, like his, I know, his, you're trying to score points God, with like, Trent. You're trying to score points with Trent. So you're clarifying <laughs> no, all these nitpicking no, little not, crap. I'm not trying to... I'm not, <laughs> But I disagreed with Aquinas. That's not how you score points with Trent. Oh, okay. Well, so look, I points took with Aquinas. One of the best institute classes I ever took was a religions of the world class with the stake president on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Totally awesome dude. Was an executive for American Express. Phenomenal guy who had actually sat and prayed with every major religious head in the world. The Pope, the Dalai Lama, the dude in charge of the Sikhs. Like you can name it. He had met their church official in all of his travels with American Express because he would like bail out entire countries' economies, right? And so um, he had this beautiful religions, the world class that he would volunteer to teach all of the institute kids. And so, of course, I, that was back in my acting and modeling days, like 50 pounds ago, right? And so I would go to this class once a week. He got me on to Bart Diermon, Lost Christianity, all the Dead Sea Scrolls. But when he taught the apostasy, 
And he taught the class on religions of the world of Catholicism and the tradition and the beauty of Catholicism. He said something so interesting in the class when he talked about St. Nicholas, which is now modern St. Nick, Santa Claus. You know, he said this man was special. He has been, you know, dramatized into something he wasn't by the Coca-Cola company. And now American culture makes him the fat, jolly guy that comes down the chimney. But he says, and this was crazy. I'm totally paraphrasing here. But he basically said, I think he might have been the last man to have the priesthood on earth. Whoa. Because, yeah, because from the writings and the actions Whoa. of St. Nicholas, he's like this you know guy. know century this was? Uh, it was uh, three something A.D. fourth century. Okay. So so he's like and he said and the reason why I think that was he brought up some really interesting archaeological data He said most of the problems of apostasy that existed in the early Christian church Were in a lot of the much more populous areas that Paul had traveled to and set up churches like in Ephesus and Corinth and things like that whereas uh, St. Nicholas had come from a much more rural area that practiced a different type of Christianity and has been verified archaeologically. I'm dude, I'm totally paraphrasing here. I'm going to have to, you know, put a link in the description with the much better, you know, um, <clears throat> with the much better uh, defined parameters here. Right. But it was interesting. Here, Trent Horn in his response video can give us some more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But let me this. finish. There you go. In this area, it was kind of skipped over when it was off the beaten path. And um, so no joke, he like I, he's, he literally said, like, I think I think the truth and the power of the priesthood like existed an extra hundred years there when it didn't in other places. So it was kind of cool. It was pretty sick. So anyway, back to our boy Trent Horn. Our opponents acknowledge their strongest cases. Give them as many outs as you would give to yourself. Yeah. Now, I still think there's big differences. For example, here's a big difference with with Mormonism and Christianity. If you take the Bible and you give it to a Jewish, a Christian, and an atheist scholar, it already sounds like a joke is about to form. But yeah, we'll it sounds it. like yeah. yeah. We'll keep. <laughs> they walk into a bar. You know, we'll keep going. Now that the Jew, the Catholic, and the Rabbi all walked into the bar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Actually, the Jew was the Rabbi. I totally botched that joke intro. But here we go. Pints of Aquinas. They'll take the New Testament or the Old. They'll be able to tell you the rough area where those events took place. We have enough archaeology. That at the very least, the Jew, the Christian, and the atheist can say these events allegedly took place. Uh, the here. Book of Mormon, it's very difficult. No one has really agreed on the general location where the events in the book take place. Ah, this is kind of a little bit of a lame argument because that's a yeah. problem. That's a lack of our archaeology, not the validity of the Book of Mormon, Ooh. because the old and, and, world and, has and, been archaeologically burnt over. And again, I'm, we just said nice things about Catholics, and so now I can, you know, I can criticize them. And, and and why why can't we find a lot of the archaeology? Because, why don't we have those codices? Because, oh, because what, what, <laughs> why don't we have what those did codices? Buddy, what did his buddies do? What did they do? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's destroy oh, yeah. everything to you make know, sure. Huh? Really we didn't know that one was coming. I'm glad I mentioned those codices, <laughs> sir. You know? Sir, so, sir uh, we need a testimony of your wife. You're on trial for murdering her. You'd have to ask her yourself if I was a good husband. Uh, sir, sir yeah, you threw I, her in the Jordan River. You, I sir, sir I, I, I mean, come on. Okay, come on. so so here he's about to say that, look, because we haven't had, and, and by the way, we, we've had a lot more evidence, okay? The only problem is that we have an extremely much more dogmatic than Catholicism ever was during the Inquisition is modern academic archaeology. We also have an insane lack, okay? We have an insane lack of archaeological 
inquiry into the new world that we don't have in the old world. So it's much easier to talk about ancient Jerusalem now that we've dug the 14 layers of the ancient city down to the original bedrock. But we've done that with Guatemala. No. no. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a joke. Yeah, that yeah, was you know, a joke. I mean, the LiDAR stuff. No, we've no, got a just, lot from South America no, now. But here's the deal. I was literally segueing into that. Oh, yeah. Recently, LIDAR has shown us what? That we were very ignorant to the true history, the expansive nature, and the wildly extensive area that the ancient American civilizations had, which sounds a lot more like what? The Book of Mormon than what all of the supposedly erudite scholars well, were saying a hundred years ago. And the other thing that makes me sad is like, all Native Americans have known this. Yeah. And it's like, they've all been like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we and had we just massive cities. And, and, we and we're like, huh, I'm ignoring everything you said. Look here. It turns out the natives had massive cities. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been saying we've that. We've been for saying like, that. They just ignored the everything they said. And we're waiting for the, you know, the, the Protestant Christian, you know, European scholars to be like, well, now this is true. It's crazy. It's funny. Every argument against the Book of Mormon archaeology is just... I have plugged my ears whenever the chief speaks. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And uh, and, and by the way, I, I'm i trying to give this guy some grace to be nice, okay? Okay. But, and he seems like a really nice guy. And I freeze for him. But this really is bad. an atheist argument. Because you can say, well, we know, if, if you say we know the Bible is true, because we know where Jesus walked and did these things. Okay. Well, There's no chariots in the bottom of the Red Sea when Moses had the sea fall on Pharaoh's... Oh. On Pharaoh's Garden uh, of army. Eden. There's a yeah. there's a lot in the Bible. You could say we don't have any archaeological evidence for. And so, that's that's I'm going to juxtapose that. See, what's interesting is when he comes out and he says, "Well, you know, they've had a little bit of trouble trying to find where the Book of Mormon could have been located." That's not because of a lack of possibilities. It's because there's too many good possibilities. Yeah. There's the narrow neck of land. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and there's I've seen models yep. that are internally coherent based upon Book of Mormon ge- geology that could function in Baja, California. Yep. I've seen models that could function in Mesoamerica. I've seen models that could function in the Great Lakes area. I've seen models that could function around uh, that ancient lake that ended up becoming Mexico City. You right? looked at a lot of models. So um, I married one. <laughs> you know what's crazy, Gordon? Nice. I was yeah. going to say exactly what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> He looks at a lot of models. Everything in this podcast. I, I was going to say it, but then someone else says it. So I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just got to stay quiet, you know? Yeah, you're crushing it, babe. Yeah. You're crushing it. So anyway, I, I, all, all we're saying is that I, I don't think this is the best argument saying because archaeology... Uh, doesn't have a robust narrative about it. Look, they just avoid whatever they don't want to talk about, and it's not politically accurate. These are the idiots that said cloth masks cure COVID for two years. So what me- makes you think they're going to be able to Talking weave... about the scientists, not Trent Horn. No, academia at large. <laughs> academia, okay. just because academic... Uh, just because academia is, isn't sold on your narrative yet, okay, doesn't mean that it's not true. Because these are the idiots that believed everything we watched them believe and enforce upon us for two years during COVID, okay? And Uh, then second off, just because, you know, we haven't nailed down the location of the Book of Mormon yet isn't because of a lack of good options, but an overabundance thereof. So um, anyway, well, and, keep- and there's one more there's one more point that doesn't make the Bible and apples to apples with the Book of Mormon is that the Book of Mormon claims to be part of a lost civilization. 
Bible, I mean, like Egyptians have lived in Egypt. Yeah. And, like we know where Egypt is. We know where Jerusalem was because people have been living there and maintaining these scriptural records in the same geography that they were written for all these thousands of years. The Book of Mormon doesn't have that. Well, the, the other thing you is also though, can't you can't make that apples to apples. But when the Book of Mormon does t- take place in Jerusalem and Arabia, yeah, Stick of Joseph will be coming out soon. Yeah. So that's yeah, that stuff that, is clear. There are a number of evidences that match up and meet the. I think meet the criteria that the Bible does. I mean, you got the brook that they Lehi stops by, and it's the correct distance away. You got Bountiful. You've got Nephi's bow working out correctly. We've got Nahum. I mean, mm-hmm. you have so many different things that Joseph Smith could not have known that match up in Arabia, where we know where to look. Well, the I'll another just throw interesting in one thing more is quote though to back up, and I got this from Saints Unscripted. One more quote to back up our lack of archaeological um, findings going on in Mesoamerica. Our alleged um, quote, lack. Mm. Less than 1%, this is a quote, less than 1% of Mesoamerica has been professionally surveyed. This was from 2015 archaeologist William Saturno. He said, of all the Maya sites that we know to exist, we've excavated less than 1% of them. The sites themselves that we've done excavations as at the excavated, that was the extra word, is less than 10% of 1%. Wow. So yeah, we've done they found that. 1% of them and they've excavated 10% of the ones they found. Wow. Yeah. So if you go over to Egypt and the pyramids and all that stuff, those are like 100% excavated. One other interesting thing is, though, every time I talk to people who, are, who, who bring the subject up, I ask them what they're looking for. They never have mm, an answer. Yeah. Good point. Because yeah. they're the first... If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna ask if you're gonna want to know what where the stuff is in the Book of Mormon up to Third Nephi, well, tell me what happened in Third Nephi nine. Yeah, because it all point. sank. So the first half of the Book of Mormon is now underwater by the Book of Mormon's admission. Yeah. Okay. So now we have to go after that. What are you looking for? You're you're looking for bones and arrows. I mean, we, we, there, there's nothing yeah. like that. It's not. Like, and then and Helaman. I saw, yay, 15 flying chariots the size of a football field come down with, with golden spinners and a, you know. Yeah. That's not, it's not a thing. It's a good point. What are you or looking for? What are you looking for? and kumoms. Okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, we, we don't know what, what that is. is. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, whenever you ask that, what are you looking for? Are you looking for an old temple that says Nephi lived here? Yeah, right. In English? <laughs> you're, you're, what well, are, what no, are you looking it's, for? It's a signpost that says, Welcome to Zarahemla. Welcome to Zarahemla. Yeah, I think that's the standard. That, yeah. Written and, in Phoenician and, and, and English. By, by the way, by the way, if we had something that said Zarahemla, you, you wouldn't know how to decipher it. Yeah, they wouldn't, yeah, right. They wouldn't believe it anyway. This, this is now a hand-me-down version of what was Reformed Egyptian with now indigenous influence written on a temple somewhere in South America outside of the 1% of the... Te- you have no clue. Oh, and and yeah. here's one more thing. Here's here's another thing. So we have the fact the civilization is lost. We have the fact the archaeology, the archaeology there is behind the archaeology here. Um, another thing is assuming Mesoamerica, there's going to be less stuff to find because the ravages of the jungle are speed up the degradation process. So yeah. even so if you're a Mesoamerica. That's what you are, Mesoamerica. I mean that way. Yeah, no, yeah. But I don't want to get the Heartlanders mad. It, it's possible that it was Heartland. Yeah, forget the Heartlanders guy. You know where it was. And 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 the other Bomb. thing is Pennsylvania. The, the archaeology. No, yeah. So we we we've touched on that. But then the other thing is the amount of people who knew the information about where to find this stuff. Well, we killed two hundred million of them. So I mean. Ninety percent of the continent was dead. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do. And someone burned the codices. 
Yeah, somebody burned the codices. You know what? Know. Maybe if that? the Catholics hadn't burned the codices, we wouldn't be having this Pints with Aquinas <laughs> episode, all right? No, I'm just kidding. So we love our Catholic brothers. And to be honest, these cats, they're cool, man. So this is an analysis, not a debunking or a debate. We're just analyzing what he has to say. We love everything that we've heard so far, except for a couple of screws that need some tightening. But let's let's keep going and letting him let uh, let him finish. Yeah, Someone and like, if he does a response, let's let's see what he says. Okay, so here we go really agreed on the general location where the events in the book take place. Some have said it's in a small, narrow bit of land in Central America. Oh, we, yeah, we basically Others stretch covered. it to North and South America. Yeah. Some people put it in the, the American heartlands or the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. That's a That'd be like saying, well, Jesus might have died in Jerusalem or he might have died in New Delhi, India. We're not entirely. No, 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 no. Carden, you're right. It's because there's so many places it could have happened. Because it's it's it fits so well and, with so many places. And the city so name lost has civilization, not been, yeah. lack of archaeological excavations, and degradation of what archaeology we'd even be able to find. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and I gotta tell you, and what are you looking for? Like Kwaku Pop, yeah, that pointed out. And, and and I gotta tell you, I mean, before you get a little too high and mighty, and these guys, I like that they have steel man arguments, and I like that you know they seem to be open to inquiry. So. I don't sense the same level of arrogance and uh, flippancy that we've gotten from these other Mike Wingers and uh, the Lynn Wilders and so on and so forth that we've debunked like Ali Beth Stuckey. I do have to say, though, that like when you say, oh, that's like saying Jerusalem was here. Well, no, 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 because Jerusalem, the homeland of the Jews and the specific cities mentioned in the Bible were never declared to have been lost. Mm -hmm. The Bible was not a record of that civilization. And the geography can be found internally coherent within the book itself, which makes us know that the geography and and the unique locations of all the places are actually internally coherent. Therefore, kind of like doing reverse puzzle piece fitting, you you can know that, okay, if this is a three days journey from this city and this is a three days journey from this city, that, oh, okay, it can't be here, it could be here. There are really good candidates for where this could be. And if more than one-tenth of one percent of the place was actually archaeologically um, investigated, we would know so much more. And, and, and by the way, while everybody else in the 19th century was thinking the Indians and, and especially North American indigenous people – uh, were less than human, able to be driven from their homes, treated as 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 property or the slaughter of cattle. Here's members of our church saying, "No, no, no! These could be the remnants of a great and beautiful civilization. Be nice to these people. Uh, send them missionaries. Uh, adopt their children if they're going to kill them. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there there's we're in a much better position when it comes to how we treat the. Uh, Natives, the, uh, the, the natives of yeah. the North American historically, continent. yeah, we are. Then, uh, then you know, um, people in the San Fernando Mission, just you know, twelve miles from my house. No, Cardin. So yeah, they're all damned because they were pagan, <laughs> and Jesus decided, I don't care about that hemisphere, and the fact that you think that they could have been chosen means you're damned too. Wow, dude, brutal, brutal. I don't think that's what they're saying here. Dude, you're These so guys Christian. Nice. Well, that's not what they're saying here, no, no, but let's be honest. That's that. such a beautiful Christian message, Quinn. Okay, so here's the second clip. Well, they're not evangelical. They do have purgatory, but yeah. still, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's that's trend on Book of Mormon geography. Um, we gave him a lot of reasons why it's not an apples to apples. So then he has made another video recently. That one was from a while ago. This one was pretty recent, and what sparked my interest in bringing these clips up 
he made a whole video explaining kind of against the atheists how the disciples of Jesus Christ are really good evidence for the resurrection. Because uh-huh. why okay. in the world would, you know, Peter be hung, uh, crucified upside down if he didn't believe. To, Can to I legend, also... all mm. these other things. And then, of course, in the video and then in the comments, some people are like, hey, what about the Book of Mormon witnesses, though? Like... What's going on here? So he's going to provide a little bit of an answer to that in this video. And what's interesting is I had no clue if you were to combine Kirk Cameron and Adam Sandler, you would get a Catholic apologist. <laughs> I, I don't know why it took so long for the Quaku to make that this person looks like this he person. He looks like Kirk Cameron that and Adam Sandler. Spot on, uh, though. That was probably yeah, your yeah. best one yet. Now all I can see is Kirk Cameron. I see Adam yeah. Sandler. I see Waterboy. That's so funny. Oh, that is funny that is hilarious spot on hey and he's kind of yoked you know who a uh, yoked i meant yoked you know who i see a little bit of in his face especially the way he's putting his arms like that you, please tell me you see his, no no not myself huh. shia labeouf do you see a little bit of shia labeouf bit, right there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there's some shia labeouf he's a devout catholic now too right yeah mm-hmm. oh, well he yeah, yeah padre pio padre pio yeah you know his name means shia the buff so we got what did you say Quaku? adam sandler who and shia Ad, labeouf adam sandler in like click and kirk cameron <laughs> put you together know who kirk cameron is garden uh yeah kirk cameron who's a christian actor right yeah yeah okay he's so a protestant and a jewish guy combined together create a catholic oh, okay oh, Ooh, that's how that thought. works that's so how that works that's the joke we were looking for earlier Rock on. That's so, okay, here we go. I like oh, his set the, also. I, the Catholic and the Jew and the... I like his backdrop more. Who is the guy who made us mad earlier? Mike Winger. He's yeah. got a nice backdrop. He's got the nice mic. The mic is not like weirdly in the shot at the bottom. Good lighting, the little plant. It's like, I feel like I could go... It's like a little bishop's office. It's nice. ah. yeah, comfortable. <laughs> comfortable. You go to confession with Trent Horn. That's you know? funny. Yeah, I go confess to him, although I would make it up. Just to see how what like you know levels I could get before he dropped his Bible. I feel like <laughs> so. I feel like like Mike Winger. If you make him mad, he'll just ignore you forever. Whereas Trent Horn will be like, "Come on now." Well, Let's and here's the funny thing: this. Trent you know Horn I mean? has made videos. Trent Horn has made videos, kind of uh, saying, "Yeah, um, here's my response to Mike Winger. He refuses to talk to me, so I guess I'll just make a video responding to it instead of having an actual conversation with him." Like, yep, good on you, Trent. Oh, good dude. for him. Yeah. So he's good. Yeah. Okay, so here's the last clip. Let's see what he's got to say. We are analyzing our Catholic buddy, Trent Horn, apologist at large, on YouTube. Recently, I released an episode that showed the best way to defend the martyrdom argument for Christ's resurrection. I showed that the disciples' willingness to suffer and even die for belief in Christ's resurrection is evidence they were sincere. At this point, Mormons will jump in and say, see, if you believe the apostles' claims about the resurrection, then why not believe the claims of the 11 witnesses of Joseph Smith and the golden plates that he allegedly translated to tell the story that's in the Book of Mormon? It's more than 11. Okay, okay. It's well, more than 11. He, he's starting off well here. At least he's kind of steel man in the position. Okay, let's go. Now, I briefly alluded in the episode that the cases aren't parallel. Smith took risks. But he also stood to gain rewards from his behaviors. 
martyrdom at the hands of an angry mob. That's like saying, well, Peter took risks, but he's saying women. He's saying polygamy. That's what he's going to get into, I'm assuming, because he's He's about to say it. Yeah, just just keep playing the video. Then it's going to have to be a straw man of polygamy if that's what you're going to be. Okay, let's see here. Hold on. Such as the dozens of spiritual wives he had. Look at that chick at the bottom right. That's not a blessing. (laughs) Seriously. <laughs> that's a oh, duty. Why did I not see that coming? That's a so duty. Mad at myself for not seeing that coming. <laughs> that's a duty. Hey, is... she didn't. They don't have filters back then. It's not good lighting. <laughs> I thought it was fifty. You know what? Also, come on. Also, Casey, it's also the best <laughs> argument I've ever. Also, <laughs> let's be honest. It cuts. Away all the academic stuff. Trent, would you have wanted to marry her? Like, it is the most shaming, but it makes the guy go, ah, that's really. Well, it's true. He didn't marry like 60 year old. They're all like, oh, it's all about the women. It's like, really? Really? The 65 year old he got sealed to? That was really. Trent, that- this is your first time at Ward Radio. Welcome. Obviously, <laughs> Midnight Mormons. Oh my gosh! Okay, so let, let's let him finish saying what he's We don't do your here. type of apologetics necessary. Yeah. Here. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Some of whom were only fourteen years old, or the power he attained as a Mormon leader. Oh, oh, Even oh! Man, stop right there. Okay. One of whom? Not some of whom. One of whom? And I think there's debate between fourteen and fifteen years old, right? And yeah. some of them were sixty-four years old. And- yeah, yeah, but hold on. The other oh thing we my. have to do, though, is this wasn't a marriage in the colloquial sexual context that everybody nowadays automatically associates with it because we have diluted Christian marriage out of the religious realm that it was originally intended for in Scripture into the secular realm where it's basically an excuse to have legitimized social sex with your with your girlfriend. The, the, the ceilings done back then were an obvious attempt at this new budding theology that Joseph Smith had been revealed by God, okay, to unite the entire human family. You could be sealed, yes, as a man to a woman in a plural marriage, but you could be sealed as a man to another man, as a brother. You could be mm-hmm. adopted into another family. You could be sealed as they, a like- servant. They'd seal their families to the prophets or like to some yes, of the apostles, and they would seal- even though they like never lived with him or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He, he was literally trying to put a puzzle piece together of the entire human family because aren't we all children of God, right? So, I mean, it, to, to misrepresent that into a but, giant... But let's steel man him because Joseph probably did have relations with some of these people. And that is a motivating factor. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, for people to do bad things. This has shown up in cults before. But let's also put this into context. For heaven's sakes, I had a seventeen. I had two seventeen-year-olds get married when I was in my high school. We all thought this was crazy because they had to get a letter of consent from their parents. Until I found out that it was like only ten years ago they passed the law saying that you had to have consent uh, uh, past the age of sixteen. Like, I, I mean, some of the states in the union still to this day have like 16 is the age of consent law for, for marriage. And it was like 10 to 12 years old in the 1870s and let's also in some of these places, you know, of, let's remember one of the most powerful people in the LDS church um, during the time Joseph married uh, the 14 year old was Heber C. Kimball. That was his daughter. Yeah. Like, like, remember, yeah. Heber could walk into Joseph's office at any time with a gun in his fist yeah. and be like, hey, what'd you do to my daughter? 
Not a thing. And, so so that that clearly tells us there. And, and Heber was not one to mince words or back down when someone was making him mad. Right? Yeah, he and, fought mobs face to no, face. No, he so, wanted this. He wanted his daughter to be sealed to the prophet in the eternal spectrum of the united uh, family unit yeah. under God. Like this I mean, is. If, if someone tells you you got married to a fourteen year old and a sixty eight year old, okay, what's going on? That, yeah, that immediately right. we need to. Okay, quit. How many kids do you have? Oh, I only have a couple with my wife. The first one. Well, oh, this is why not, we like, need to quit yeah. using letting the anti Mormons. Well, not drive. only a couple, I think it was like seven. Well, oh, yeah, Joseph yeah, had a lot of kids, they, but only with them. There's no other yeah. kids we have with the anti Mormons. Well, like, the dude is clearly fertile, we, and then he doesn't have kids with the other ones. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to shut all your mics off when I start talking. Oh, because y'all keep talking over me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Um, we need to quit using their terminologies. It was a, it's re, it's always recycled lies. Modern anti-Mormonism, and in this case, I don't want to call Trent Horn an anti-Mormon because he hasn't, you know, made his entire life and his personality this. Uh, he's analyzing and getting some things wrong, so we're analyzing back and correcting them. This dude seems to have a far more positive and constructive attitude than all these others. All right. However, there's some people that are anti-Mormons that come in with these same arguments that have really permeated the conversation further than it really should it really should okay remember i always say one of the first 10 rules of anti-mormons is they always recycle old lies and it was the east coast journalists who were looking for sensational crap to print in the newspapers of the northeastern seaboard about these mormons in the west that trumped up 90 percent of this ooh hoopla crazy polygamy crap and made it sound like it was like nine smoking hot you know 17 yeah. year old concubines with their 19 year old warrior priest uh, husband out there <laughs> you know spearing bears in the 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 mountain <laughs> the frontier. west frontier when in reality it was an overworked dude who just been assigned two widows to take care of and now instead of getting this awesome wild orgy that they're going to print about in the freaking Philadelphia Inquirer he has two more mouths to feed and three more children to protect so I mean to to to, to make it sound like yeah, Joseph yeah. Smith was doing this to get the babes is wholly disingenuous and present also in my mind doing it to get the babes to the point that he's risking his life he, la he I'm lost probably his gonna life. get killed but and, I'm getting so many found, finding a way to manipulate that. the 12 witnesses into believing that they saw golden plates from an angel so he could get some like booty later on like I I don't yeah what did they have the to gain what did yeah. they have to gain by that and 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 so, so Joseph Smith you know, when when he was in Carthage jail and he knew he was going to be murdered and his brother was going to be murdered, uh, what was he gaining from that? No, Peter was crucified because well, he had I've, a sincere testimony of Jesus Christ. Well, they had and a lot Joseph to gain. died because he had a sincere testimony of the Book of Mormon and the Restoration. So, Trent, I know, I, I know. I pulled Trent's up the Jeffrey Holland clip, so we can take a look at that. Okay, yeah. okay. We this well, while, while I'm pulling that up, we got a toss to the lady in the audience here, Brittany. They they had a lot to gain marrying Joe Smith. He was a hot dude. I mean, some might say that. Joseph Smith, he was a good-looking guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wouldn't call him ugly. I saw the silhouette traced with a pencil yeah. by that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen the new daguerreotype. The daguerreotype out there. Him. His <laughs> stick pulling. His stick pulling was amazing. He was like a stick pull yeah, champion. He must have been yoked, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So um, Not a little bit of a limp. But, uh, but, oh, yeah, but who among true. us doesn't have a limp? Well, let's finish. Let's finish <laughs> this quote, and then we'll get the Holland... We'll get the Holland uh, quote in there. So th this is the rest of the clip from our boy Trent Horn. All right. So he's saying it's not apples to apples for number one polygamy. And then he'll 
I'll do a couple other stuff. Okay, so first was polygamy, kind of second explain was, the difference. First was polygamy, second was political power. I'm actually rewinding this to show all the hot babes that Joseph was gallivanting around with. Years old, or the power he attained as a Mormon leader. He even became mayor of a town in Illinois and incited a riot that led to the destruction of a printing press that had criticized Smith mm. for things like his spiritual wives. Oh, the printing press! Wasn't a riot. Oh, pearls! No. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the printing press was a unanimous decision after several hours of debate by the whole city council. Am I, am I getting this right? This yes, checking out it, with everybody? It was declared a public nuisance because they were worried about it spreading lies um, that would incite the mob that had already killed thousands of members of our church that had gotten there. There was very high tensions in that area because of the mob violence against Mormons who were the victims. And it is, it is a presentist argument uh, because we look at the press and man, you can say any lie about any celebrity in the inquire that you want. You literally can say, oh, uh, you know, Bill Clinton fathered a baby with Halle Berry. And that's allowed to be front page news because we hold sacrosanct the freedom of the press. We've just kind of figured out as a society, you have to let everybody say whatever they want. Right. Twas not that way in 1830. OK, in 1830, you, a city council could actually vote. And say, if this press is a public nuisance, we can order it shut down. And if it doesn't want to shut down, then we can destroy it, which nowadays is anathema. Mm -hmm. All right. But that's actually the way it was back then. It was part of the reason why Joseph Smith was running for president was to right a lot of these wrongs that were not kinks that had been worked out of our civil rights system um, until really uh, 10 to 20 years after he ran for president. So anyway, let's let him finish. And the, and the saints are coming off of Kirtland. They're coming off of the Huntsville massacre. They're coming off of a lot of pressure even within Nauvoo at that time. And, you know, Smith is going to be killed shortly after this. So it's not like they're just making something up like, oh, my Recent gosh, they're going to cite violence. Yeah. we got to go smash this thing because they're saying you know, it's like this was a legit concern. For it could legit be so reasons. dramatic, you know, so thousands of you were being or being Tied to trees and whipped to death. Quit being so dramatic. Yeah, so here, let's let him finish. Let's let us fi let him finish his clip. He is a Mormon leader. He even became mayor of a town in Illinois and incited a riot that led to the destruction of a printing press that had criticized Smith for things like his spiritual wives. This led to his arrest and the shootout where Smith died in a Carthage jail. He, he didn't just casually die. He was dragged after having been <laughs> shot and his brother being blown in the face with with uh, with a rifle and then leaned up against a, uh, a a well and then shot via firing squad by six mobsters that already put 10 bullets in his back. I, I mean, this, he didn't just casually die in a shootout like it was freaking tombstone. Carter, bro. you got to remember. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. incited a lot of tension which led to him having to hide out away from the tension in a hotel where he died in a shootout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. It's like, that's one way to phrase yeah. it. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, Your yeah. framing is a little biased. And besides, look, I'm channeling Jacob Hansen. This is a logical fallacy. It's a logical fallacy. He's saying that the witnesses of the Bible, they didn't have as much to... to to, to gain from it, and so we can trust them. Whereas Joseph Smith, this this doesn't defeat the fact that there were 11 people, more people, who saw or handled or heard or lifted the plates that were there at the beginning, who had nothing to gain from this. It doesn't defeat the, 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 the witness that he gave 14 years prior to him being murdered by these merciful also, Christians in his town. The point where the 11 witnesses, and he's only talking about Joseph Smith. 
Like, yeah. like, like he didn't reference the like. Come on, yeah. Who else? I, I exactly. love how you yeah. brought the up the Whitmers. Come on, give give us give us more. Yeah, they, they were, <laughs> I who lo- never denied it. I love how you brought up the accidental racism because it is so true. All the time, I have these atheists. I had one of uh, Sam Harris's friends who now probably I don't know if you would still associate with Sam Harris because he's had such a. Uh, a precipitous fall from academic and intellectual oh. grace. Oh, what a shame! As he's butted oh heads with Jordan Peterson and been outclassed. What a, oh, but anyway, funny. back when Sam Harris was and still Trent considered. Horn just did a big thing on Sam Harris yeah. as well. So back when Sam Harris Turned was still apart. considered intelligent and not just smug, um, <laughs> I thought it was really interesting because one of his bestie podcasters was talking with me, and they're always like, "Well, did you know that he actually was involved in court cases for fraud?" And I was like. And he's like, bro, I literally told him, I said, do you want, so you're saying that what the U.S. government said about Joseph Smith, which is actually, you know, you're incorrectly represented it, but what if I were to say you shouldn't believe in Martin Luther King because of what the FBI said about him and the letters that they left Martin Luther King? Remember the letters that the FBI left Martin Luther King saying you're better off, you know, self-terminating. We've got the tapes on you. All of that horrendously stressful surveillance that was done extrajudicially on him. If you want to start standing what the U.S. government says about somebody and that they're Mm. a bad person as a source of good intel Mm. on the validity of a prophet, you forced yourself into justifying the heinously racist and bad things the U.S. government did spying on the, the, the candidacy and the developments of Martin Luther King's rising star. So, I mean, it just you you always end up stumbling into these really either horrendously racist arguments or else just. Well, there they ain't. So when you think about the truth. It, so Abraham Lincoln, he, what he had done is he had accidentally made the, the you know, the southern far, farmers very upset. Farmers. <laughs> and that led he to him. Their property. Being, yeah. You know, that led to him uh, dying in a kerfuffle <laughs> in a movie theater. <laughs> A shootout after the war of more, northern aggression. It was a one-shot shootout. Also, by the way, do you know how many printing presses were destroyed in the 19th century? This is a, a very ton. common thing. A ton. Because back then, if you the, the towns were small, and if you 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 published what about me? Yeah. yeah. Boom. That's yeah. how it worked. You can't punch journalists. I'm anymore. calling you out of the center of the street to die like a man. Like it was yeah. a very <laughs> common occurrence, and everyone in Joseph Smith's position would have done the same thing. If you watched children gunned to death at Hans Mill. Yeah. yeah. If you saw your own children dying of exposure because the mob blew yes. your doors open and and, 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 and to come you. and tar and feather you. Yeah. And try to pour if you saw that down and you throat. knew what was coming. It if Joseph Smith had having saw everything that he saw, the amount of dead bodies he had to carry, the amount of wives and fathers he had to console from the murder, yeah. and you knew what was coming with that mob and you didn't destroy it, he would lack more credibility in my book. That, I'm glad he destroyed it. That thing sucked. It was worse than the nefarious script, and I have no issue. Worse. We need to destroy more yeah. printing press. As a matter of fact, I'm destroying the <laughs> building the minute no. I get back to <laughs> Clip it, clip it. Kidding. Clip it. Joke. It's a joke. Well, I do have to say it was kind of interesting during our debate with uh, RFM. That's when I think he knew he knew he'd done something wrong. 
because there was a moment where unironically as just a natural progression of the conversation, I don't know if you remember, but I said, see, one of the problems was that you guys were so busy killing and persecuting us. And, and he said, wait, I'm not responsible for, I'm not, I'm not. And he all of a sudden realizes through his actions and his rhetoric, he has become on the side of all of the people that did all of that horrible tarring, feathering, murdering, dragging behind horses. And you want to claim that you're this awesome, steadily anti-Mormon and you're joining that team and you're loud and proud of it? Good job, bro. You're mm-hmm. loud and proud of now what? You're on the team of the Hans Mill Anti-Mormon, hi- vocal you're anti-Mormon t- history really began with John Bennett. And whether Delin or these guys want to admit it, yep. that, that's their forefathers. So, that's so their forefathers. I think yeah. there's still a good core in RFM that can be saved just like Darth Vader. You know what I'm saying? Anakin. You know, and that core realized in that moment, oh, no, I joined the wrong team of the Hans Mill Massacre. I'm on the team of those guys. You know, now, Catholics weren't killing members of the church. Yeah. So no. we can't say, you know, they, they were too busy actually getting killed in New York. They you were. Know? They you were. Know? Mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw the Daniel Day-Lewis movie. It's good. So, But but <laughs> it was Protestants that were killing members of the church. And anti-Mormon ex-members. And, I and slavers. That's what makes us angry whenever why we get more upset when Protestants go after us than Catholics because we know our history. And so when a Protestant who's, whose family line's been Protestant in the South since Joseph Smith goes, yeah, you guys are a cult, it's like, Hmm. hmm. Familiar. Isn't that what your great great grandpa said as he was trying to bust down the door of my great great grandpa, or was successfully murdering my great 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 aunt or great 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 uncle? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Okay, so um, here is the last thing you want to bring up: the notes. Do I open up the word document for all to see? Uh, no, it's in the the Discord. Oh, it's in the different Holland. Yeah, it should be timestamps. Okay. Yeah, but while we're on that, Jonah's made a perfect. Uh, it brought up the perfect thing is Kent Horn talked about well the eleven witnesses are comparable to the apostles but it doesn't work and then he never addressed them and they're fairly impeachable you can go back and look at the Mike Winger video we've covered this a number of people have covered this okay so what am I Sorry, pulling up unimpeachable again? did I say impeachable yeah yeah, so yeah. what what am I pulling it, up again oh the safety uh, for it's the a soul Jeffrey R. Holland by in Jeffrey the R. Holland okay so here we are it is right here my man. So here's Holland making the case for why Joseph Smith would not Fullness. be shot in this in the jail cell to protect his spiritual wives and mayor shit. Okay, cool. So here we go. Jeffrey R. Holland. Their greatest and last hour of need. I ask you, would these men blaspheme before God by continuing to fix their lives, their honor? and their own search for eternal salvation on a book and by implication a church and a ministry they had fictitiously created out of whole cloth. Oh, Never dude. Moved. They would not I had, do I that. I had the whole thing memorized. Keep going, on. bro. He's not, he's not there yet. Oh, he's not he's there yet? There. Okay. I, I love how he ends. Okay, we keep going. Never mind that their wives are about to be widows and their children fatherless. Never mind that their little band of followers will yet be houseless, homeless, and friendless, and that their children will leave footprints of blood across frozen rivers and an untamed prairie floor. Never mind that legions will die and other legions live, declaring in the four quarters of this earth 
that they know the Book of Mormon and the church which okay, it espouses. Okay, you got to finish practicing before this we let amazing. you. This is amazing. Is anybody hearing this? Okay, you got. Okay, all Keep right. Is it to be true? Disregard all of that, and tell me whether in this hour of death these two men would enter the presence of their eternal judge quoting from and finding solace in a book which if not the very word of god would brand them as imposters and charlatans until the end of time they would not do that pause I think I'm they the were willing to die rather than deny the divine <laughs> origin and the eternal truthfulness of the, of the Book, Book of Mormon. Mormon. Oh, oh God. I, no, I used to have the oh. whole thing. Wow. Hey, that's got to be better than. Wow. What's the what's the cringy one? I shouldn't say cringy, but what's the scripture that they always made us memorize on the mission? Behold, the field is all white and ready to harvest. Lo, he who thrusts us through the sickle with all his might layeth up in store. DNC4. You know what I'm saying? DNC4. That's it. I think this one's better than DNC4, and it's right up there with no unhallowed hand. And beautiful. Of truth. This is beautiful. probably yeah. Hunger yeah. Truth one of Holland's best talks. Absolutely this is, beautiful. Safety for the soul is really. Whew, all right. Good. Okay. So, um, Luke. So Hiram Smith. Because this is what we're forgetting. Hiram Smith went with Joseph. He doesn't have the wife benefit. He doesn't have the marriage benefit. He lived with Joseph Smith his whole life. So, you know, he you kind of think that he'd be able to figure out deception or not from his brother, younger brother. Younger, yeah. And he goes with him, as Joseph Smith said, as a lamb to the slaughter. Therefore, Holland mentions it earlier in the talk. He reads about redeeming people, redeeming the Gentiles, praying for grace for them from the Book of Mormon before he leaves and turns the page down. And that's the book Jeffrey R. Holland has in it. Wow. As they know, the mob is going to come and kill him. Like Joseph Smith has said, I go as a lamb yeah. to the slaughter. I'm calm as a summer's morning. They're reading from the Book of Mormon hours before. Uh, we could do a whole disregard the 11 witnesses, yeah. disregard all the other ones that disregard the fact that he didn't have the spiritual wife thing until a decade after. And you're still left with the facts that he's reading out of a book for comfort right before he gets killed and he knows it's going to happen. Oh, but he had so much By, to gain. And his brother and his brother, who he clearly loved. How in the world does this make sense if it's something he made up when he was 24 years yeah. old? Amen. I think honestly what shows Joseph Smith was Recently an inspired leader of God is the fact that he had all that power and did not pull a Napoleon and ruthlessly go after the mobs. Because very well could have If said, anybody could have. He could have. We are not going on defensive. We're going on offensive. He could have. He, and had, you or, had, he had the anger of well-trained and well-armed men. He had Oren Porter he Rockwell. He had Oren Porter Rockwell. At any moment, like, Joseph, can I please kill these people? Like, he, like, he yes. said, no. He, he, I mean, m people today... Men today are not a quarter of the man that mm -hmm. Joseph Smith was. Not even close. And I, I know I don't think Trent's coming from a, a bad place here, but when you put yourself in the position of Joseph, you cannot come out. And I would be like, "Oh, oh yeah. man, nah, I'm killing these people." Yeah, you. He's his firstborn baby, oh. choking to death on smoke because of the mobs. He had. Grudges none of us could understand, and he did not choose to exercise his power and take them out. That shows Christ-like restraint. That sh 
By the way, that shows no, grace but, but better Trent, than any sermon or book written about grace in the last ever true. since Christ. That is an amount of grace I cannot even Preach muster. It. Preach it. Yeah. So, hey, we're gonna we're gonna end on that one. Although, are you sure that this guy's pieced together that it was for political power and some babes, eighty-five-year-old well, babes? Say, okay, you know, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. How do we know he was taking solace in that book? He could have just had it open. But reading love letters from his 65-year-old wife. Right. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. point. You know? No, at that point, she'd have been like 82. In a vision, he yeah. saw how hot she was going to look in her daguerreotype. Yeah. Hey, hey yeah. Carter. You know what I'm Carter, saying? Actually, and so, you know, it was like, hey, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait to look forward to that. You know, this is all worth it. Getting sh- Watching my brother get shot in the face. And then he wound up against <laughs> a freaking well and getting blown in the back and the front. Hey, you Carter, know? Carter, okay. Actually, a, a way to end this in the Discord, I put, we were talking about how Oregon was the first member of the Church of Jesus Christ of the then days, I don't know what days, early day saints. Yeah. And actually, I dug up three quotes, really amazing, from Oregon that I think... Wait, no, not prove. Oregon. You mean origin. Origin. origin? Yeah. 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 It's Oh, oh these origin, quotes. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he said these quotes. If you look in, if you look in the Discord... Oh, yeah. my gosh. So what was I this one? <laughs> amazing. Don't trust... I, no, I believe the correct uh, translation of the Greek was that Uchtdorf. <laughs> I, I believe it was like those people, that Uchtdorf. Oh, yeah, you know? amazing. There's more. Uh, m- modest oh. is hottest. Wow. From from origin. Thought you had some yeah. real. Who said that? What are you talking really? about? These are real. Origin. Yeah, this is totally. These are totally real. Yeah, it's totally real. Yeah, there's one more. You know, I'm feeling this one. Oh my oh, gosh! There it is. Choose the right. Oh my gosh! Origin. This is Choose amazing. Right. He's yeah. a primary teacher. Yeah, dude, wow. this was uh, this was solid, beautiful, so, yeah. modest is hottest. I, I will say, to be fair though, n- none of the churches can really claim the church fathers because they all taught and believed things like they kind of were the Are, version. You're of, saying they were their own thing? No, but but they they probably taught the divinity of Christ and the gospel better than most, and it is incredibly esoteric, deep desert Christianity that that. All the churches can cling to, but if we look at it, it's whole, you go, oh, I don't really recognize Yeah, they that. pick yeah. and choose. It's yeah. a salad. It's a salad. It's a buffet. Yes. They yes. pick this one and this one, and they claim authority from he these He probably did say modest is hottest, though. He did. Yeah, I That's think- proof right There's here. probably some form of that he did say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is more attractive gay, even if a, if a fair damsel hath covered up than to show her knickers, or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Origin <laughs> was British. probably said something like that. Origin was British in 280. Oh, and Les Mis, they're like, let's make them British, even though they're French. Yeah. Because well, it doesn't uh, sound that good when you're singing in a French yeah, accent. You know? That's funny. All right. Well, let us know where we go wrong in One this video. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out Quaku L, Brittany the Shadow, and Jonah Barnes on all the socials. And make sure you check us out on wardradio.com. And Luke Hansen. And the, oh, shoot. Luke, Luke, Luke. We got to get Luke up. Hold on. Luke, tell him your stuff. Yeah, Luke F. Han on Twitter and then the Kron on Twitter and Instagram. All right, rock on. Check us out on wardradio.com. Right.